Hello, friends, and welcome to the Koozie George podcast. We're just about to jump into a new adventure. Come on. Today, it's Koozie's turn to tell a spooky story. In fact, this is one of the spookiest stories that anyone has told so far. So make sure you have some lights on and maybe even a buddy or two nearby. In our house, we call the stuffed animals in our beds buddies. Do you have stuffed animals in your bed? Yes. How many do you have? 16. Wow, that's a lot. And the more buddies, the better. The story today is called Koozie George and the Legend of Haunted Hill. Written by me, Darren Galindo. But before we get into the story, we just want to remind you to subscribe to the podcast and write us a review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks! Now, let's snuggle up with our buddies and listen to Koozie George tell us the spooky story. Koozie George and the Legend of Haunted Hill It was a dark night as Koozie and his friends gathered around the campfire telling spooky stories. Koozie George had turned on his flashlight and pointed it up at his face to make himself look creepy as he told his friends the spookiest story ever. Have you guys ever heard of the legend of Haunted Hill? Began Koozie in a low voice. You mean that dark hill outside of town where nothing grows? Said Breaker Dan. That's the one, said Koozie. It all started a hundred years ago, when our town was still young. The rich mayor owned most of the land around town, including Haunted Hill, before it was haunted. They called it Lookout Hill back then. Lookout Hill was lush and green, and on the top was an open space where you could see for miles all around. Well... There was a young traveler who came from far away. He came looking for gold. The traveler was a poor man who barely had enough money to feed himself. As he was traveling across the land, he came to the very top of Lookout Hill and stopped. He decided that this was a perfect place to stop for the night and perhaps dig for gold. That night... The wind picked up and a storm was brewing in the distance. The traveler had only the light from his lantern to guide his shovel as he worked tirelessly through the night. In the midst of the windy storm, the traveler struck something hard in the ground. He reached his hand and lifted out what looked like a large rock as the thunder shook the ground and the lightning tore across the sky. He turned the rock in his hands just as the rain started pouring down around him. As the rain came down, the water washed over the object in his hand and revealed the largest nugget of gold the traveler ever saw. Oh my goodness! I mean, ooh, that's nice, said Rabbit Sebastian. The traveler was so happy, he lifted the gold high above his head and shouted. The thunder drowned out his cries, and the rain soaked his clothes. The night passed by, and the traveler fell asleep with the gold in his arms. 
The next day, the traveler chipped off a small piece of gold and buried the rest by a tree near his camp. He went into town to buy lumber to build his house on Lookout Hill. But when he purchased his materials, he was told the hill belonged to the rich mayor. The traveler knew that whoever owned the land also owned any gold that was found on it. He hurried back to his camp, and as quickly as he could, he melted all of his gold and made seven golden spoons. Now, no one will ever know where I got this gold, he said. I will buy this land and build my house on the very top. And the very next day, he brought his golden spoons into town to buy the land. The mayor was very happy to meet the traveler and make the deal. The mayor loved gold more than anything else in the world, even more than his own daughter, who was the most beautiful girl in the whole town. When the traveler saw the mayor's daughter, they fell in love. And when the mayor saw the traveler's golden spoons, he also fell in love. The traveler bought the land for two golden spoons, and the mayor thought of other ways he could get more. As time went by, the traveler built a beautiful house on top of Lookout Hill, and he and the mayor's daughter were engaged to be married. But then the night, bef but then, the night before the big wedding, nobody ever knew how, but the rich mayor found out what the traveler had done how the traveler had found gold on the mayor's land and then used the gold to buy the land for himself. The rich mayor was furious. He gathered all the townsfolk and made a big speech about the traveler, stealing from everyone and even taking his daughter. As the mayor shouted, a storm began to brew over the whole town. They all marched towards Lookout Hill with torches and pitchforks in hand. but. The mayor's daughter had overheard her father's speech, and she ran ahead of the mob to warn the traveler. By the time the mayor arrived at Lookout Hill, the house was deserted. Lightning ripped across the sky, and the thunder boomed above the heads of the townsfolk. The traveler and the mayor's daughter were never seen again, and the golden spoons were nowhere to be found. Anger filled the rich mayor's heart, and he threw his torch into the window of the house as he shouted curses and curses. The townsfolk backed away from the mayor as he flew his arms about in rage. Suddenly, thunder crashed and a bolt of lightning came shooting down like an arrow straight for the tree nearest the house. The tree was split by the lightning, and flames burst out in fiery colors. The mayor and the townsfolk screamed and ran off towards their houses. Lookout Hill burned all of that night, and the house crumbled down in ashes. The blackened trees of the hill never fully died, but they stood their ground, looming over the once beautiful hill, and the ground never produced anything green ever again. No one in town ever came to the top of Lookout Hill until one fateful night when a group of kids dared to adventure there.
They claim they saw the ghost of the mare wandering around searching for the golden spoons, and the black trees swayed as if they were alive. Legend has it that anyone who goes to the top of Haunted Hill with a spoon will be taken by the trees and kept in the dark forever. Silence filled the air as Koozie paused from his story. The eyes of everyone stared back at him as he looked around the campfire. So, has anyone ever been to Haunted Hill? asked Rabbit Sebastian. No, sir. I always make sure to keep my distance, said Breaker Dan. Well, you know what? said Cracker Jack. I took a bike ride there last summer to have a picnic in the woods. I didn't realize it was Haunted Hill. I do remember that everything was black, even the trees. Oh my goodness, said Rabbit Sebastian. I know. Now that I think about it, it was a very creepy place, said Cracker Jack. What happened? asked Chip the Bear. Well, I sat down and pulled out my lunch. I had a bowl of chili. The view was actually really nice, but as soon as I had finished, I packed up and left. Something about that place didn't seem right. Wait, nothing happened to you? No ghosts? No trees chasing you? Asked Hula Cats. No, just a creepy feeling, replied Cracker Jack. But you had a spoon. The trees would have noticed that for sure, said Koozie George. Maybe it wasn't dark enough for the trees to come alive, suggested Rabbit. Maybe the legend isn't even true, suggested Chip the Bear. Or maybe, said Koozie thoughtfully, you were using a spork instead of a spoon. You know, I think you're right, Koozie, said Cracker Jack. I think I was using a spork. Yes, indeed, said Koozie shining the flashlight on his face again. A spork is not a spoon. It would have confused the trees. That's why they didn't attack you. Wow, I never thought a spork would save my life, said Cracker Jack. And with that, the spooky stories were finally completed. Everyone had so much fun that night, they decided that they should do it again next year as well. Well, everyone... This has been super awesome. Let's do it again next year as well, said Breaker Dan. That sounds good to me, said Sally Bright. Um, is it really time to leave now? Everyone looked around. They were all tired, but nobody really wanted to leave yet. Leaving meant they had to go home, and going home meant they had to walk by themselves in the dark. Hey, I've got an idea said Koozie George suddenly. Oh my goodness, said Rabbit Sebastian. How about we all hop in Breaker Dan's truck so he can take each of us home? And then Breaker Dan, you can spend the night at my house when we come back here to drop me off. That way, nobody has to walk home in the dark by themselves. Everyone thought it was a great idea. In fact, riding in the back of Breaker Dan's truck was almost the best thing about the whole evening. Everyone made it home safe and sound. When Koozie George and Breaker Dan finally made it back to Koozie's house, they walked up the front steps and passed by the spooky scarecrow. Good night, Miss Haley, 
said Koozie, talking to the scarecrow he got from Sally Bright. I thought you said you weren't going to call her that, said Breaker Dan. Oh well, I guess the name is kind of stuck. The End Wow, that was so spooky and fun. I hope you guys liked all the spooky stories, and I hope you didn't get too scared. If you did get scared, you can talk to your parents or a friend about it. And remember to subscribe to the podcast and take a moment to write us a review on Apple Podcasts. See you next time for another adventure. Goodbye.